Driving straight at a massive, massive axis. Dude, this is the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. It's 5.30. We got to bed about 1.30, so we didn't get a lot of sleep. We got ourselves a boar. About to meet Davis. We gotta move way before sunrise because the animals usually move at dawn and dusk. Davis is getting gear up in there. That's a, that's a head out. Generally speaking, when you go hunting, you really want to get into position well before the sun comes up. You don't want to be moving when light kind of covers the terrain. Being in a hunting blind is probably the best way to learn how to hunt from the beginning. Generally, you pick a blind that is in a position that is downwind from your animals that you're hunting, and you wait. You wait patiently. Give it a few more minutes. I don't know what happened to that one doubt. It kind of vanished under the area. We, we thought we had a pretty good position and also a very good opportunity to spot and potentially take an axis from this position. What we found, though, was as we were kind of hanging out in the blind here for several hours, we got there quite early. I think it was 5, 5.30, and the sun was coming up at 6.30 or 7. We didn't see or hear really anything for a long, long time. When we're driving around, mm -hmm. have your rifle with you. When we got to the property, we were actually hoping we'd find some, some deer. We would actually see axis potentially out in the fields or near some of the terrain that we were positioned in. What we found, though, is that it was actually quite a bit more difficult to find them. They weren't out and about the way we thought they might be. It's possible that a prior hunt in the last couple of weeks prior had spooked them from the area, from the property itself. Animals can often remember the place that you're in if there's been recent activity from predators and they tend to remember that at least for a few weeks going into a certain area or situation. It really helps to be mindful of that and make adjustments as you're tracking and spotting and stalking and, and where you're actually going to be. A lot of people get frustrated because they're hunting for long periods of time and they never get the opportunity to really take a great shot and they have built up so much excitement and expectation that they're going to have a successful harvest and then they spend hours and trek miles and they just never get the actual shot they have. Just a beautiful scene of, of birds and meadows and trees and, and great weather. Obviously it was a little warm, we were there. As the sun was setting, we were kind of thinking about our game plan and thinking about how much more light we had to actually take a shot or to, to get our eyes on things. And, and that's really unfortunately sometimes. Yeah, so Davis is talking and we're, we're, um, we're posted up here because this field has been pretty, it's been really active. And 
so we're cruising around, we find this open field and we cruise down there and we're driving straight at four axis. Now I'm in the mule and I have never shot out of a mule before. I'm in a position where I'm, I'm pretty nervous. can't see as well and you can't necessarily get a distance shot as accurately because the lighting is is lower but that's part of the game it's part of the experience and it's part of what hunting is all about driving here through this terrain we're kind of going in kind of last ditch effort last kind of opportunities to kind of scour the property and see if we can find some animals incredibly as we we wrap up our hunt literally on our last kind of part where we're going to go look for another axis deer we cruise down this road and we find a massive massive axis a trophy bull basically a big male with the antlers and uh, it was just a gorgeous deer we, sh we spot him through the spotlight through the trees and Davis is whipping the car around and we're getting into position the animal perfectly right beside the shoulder in basically the ideal position and he drops whoa wow oh my god dude this is the biggest deer i've ever seen in my life in that moment excitement sadness gratitude all emotions flow through you and in something that is incredible but at the same time also quite Unique. Okay, I want you to notice. Look at his neck. That's like fucking thick, dude. This is an old deer. This is a very this is the best very choice. Very old deer. Record this. Yep. Nice. I don't have the road mic, but it should still no, pick up. Wow, man. This is a very very old deer. Wow. Now, how can we do? Do they have a lot of these spikes usually, or? No, it's usually this three by three. Oh. This is gorgeous. Oh my god, dude, he's so soft. That's a good shot. This neck. This is. It's a thick neck. This is the biggest axis I've seen out here. <gasps> Just body wise, I've seen ones that are taller times, but. Wow, that's really nice, too. Nice spot on this one, man. That's phenomenal. So we look at the animal, we take a moment, quite a few moments, and just honor the the the, the animal itself and, and where we are in that position and we, we kind animal. of look at him and his history and you can see that he's quite the warrior. He's quite an aged, older, older deer. Yeah, look, he even broke that time. He's a fighter. Check that out. Oh my lord, look at his head. So when they get old the tops of their heads just flatten 
out because they just go to war. This is an incredible deer. Davis talks quite a bit for a moment about the thickness of the neck, the tines, the the gashes in the body of the deer, how this deer has been a fighter and a warrior for for many, many generations potentially, and how how grateful and, and kind of lucky we were to be in a position to actually get this incredible harvest. As Davis mentioned, this deer was really, really large. From a body size perspective, it was probably north of 200 pounds, and that's very very large for an axis and um, generally speaking when you're hunting like whitetail you you might be shooting a deer that's 90 pounds 110 pounds then when you get over 200 pounds you start dealing with bigger game that you're going to have to get multiple people to help you haul out or if you're doing like a moose or elk those can be a thousand plus pounds you're going to be quartering the animal at the location breaking off parts um, harvesting it right there and then and then getting it to him. Fortunately for us, we had the mule very close by. We were able to drive it up to the location we took the animal. We were able to, with all three of us, uh, Davis, myself, and Andrew, the camera guy, were able to hoist it into the car and, and get it back to the station where we could clean it and it was going to give us the most light and ability to really do it properly. Keep cutting. Uh, so you'll keep doing that all the way and then you can just fold it over. Okay. And then after that, then you know the drill. We're going to start cutting around. We're just taking the skin off. Just like this, right? Huh? Yeah. Is it a mouserino? Yeah. So in, in biology class in college, I, I really just didn't like doing dissections and, and it's taken me some time to really get more comfortable um, harvesting animals in general. But what I've found is that it's very much um, important for me personally to be very involved in the process. And so I made a really conscious effort with this trip to um, be really involved with removing the skin. All right, so I'm basically removing the skin on this massive bull that we just took. Um, usually when we clean an animal, uh, we'll, we'll remove the anus and then we'll hang them. And then this is kind of the way you want to clean them. You kind of work your way through the center here. You can just see this guy's, literally we're just, this is what it looks like underneath the skin. And so we're gonna actually taxidermy this fur because this is literally the record on the ranch for the largest bull that has ever been taken for access to your so just trying to keep it intact so we can get it over to the walk-in and then what we'll do is we'll open up the inside and we'll we'll kind of work our way through the the guts and we'll pull them out and put them in there and and then we'll start quartering the hind i mean look at the size of this meat bro this is just insane this is like this leg this is like a chicken leg on steroids right here i mean this is huge so it's gonna be a process but you know, I think in another hour we'll have this done. And, um, you know, it's just, we'll try to salvage every part of the animal um, you know, that we can. We'll, we'll take the kidneys, the liver, um, and uh, as much fat as we can get on these animals. You see there's quite a bit of fat here in this region, all through the sides here. This is all fat that the animal has. So it's really fascinating how much more fat these deer have than whitetail. Whitetail are super lean. You don't get any fat on them. These ones are very, very much 
fattier. And this, this process isn't the prettiest, but it's an important one. And uh, it's important to try to save and, and salvage as much of the animal as possible. Any other organs that you want to preserve, potentially, the spleen or the pancreas, stuff like that. And then you're essentially cutting meat off the bones and cutting as much of the meat as you can into quarters, into positions that you can then store into a cooler and take to the uh, processor. When you take it to the processor, they essentially throw it all on a big massive scale and then they'll clean up the meat even further, remove the hair and, and they will zip vacuum it into uh, vacuum plastics and make sure that the animal's very much sealed so you can store it all in your freezer and you can have it and pull it out into parts and consume it over the period of time that you end up consuming the animal. So that kind of concludes our trip. We just kind of cleaned the two axis. We, we got a, apparently we got a record size axis. So that's pretty amazing for the property. At this point, we're pretty exhausted. We're gonna get our shit together. We're gonna um, get everything kind of sorted out and go from there. We had some incredible footage and I really enjoyed sharing all of that with you, navigating through the actual hunt. If you're interested in hunting, I'd recommend checking out the handles for Coach Jay Davis Collins on Instagram as well as Rome Ranch. You can reach out to them directly through DMs on theirs and you can learn more about setting up your own hunt. I really enjoyed it. I think they're one of the best properties in the central Texas area if you want to go do this kind of hunt and Axis and Wild Hog are phenomenal harvests to have. So. I hope you enjoyed this video. If you did, hit that like button, comment, subscribe, let me know what you think, and I will see you on the next one. All right, here's our plate of goodness. We got three eggs, we got some Axis deer neck meat. All right, so this, this neck meat is tough. It's, it's got a lot of connective tissue in it, <clears throat> but it's awesome. I've had lamb neck before. For you're getting a lot of the collagen, a lot of the health benefits.